If you like the islands and you feel like you little piratey, you go for the old Captain Morgan. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. I'm the captain now. <laughs> And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How y'all doing today? I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to episode 21 of the Chris and Christine Show. Do-do-do-do. It is the 21st episode. Can you believe that, Christine? It's like my 21st birthday. It's oh, my like gosh. It's like our 21st birthday. <gasps> I know. We both <laughs> turned 21. The Chris and Christine Show turns 21 today. Let's throw a party. What do you want to do? Yeah, we're going to celebrate. Yeah, fantastic. So, uh, how you been today, Christine? Uh, I've been good. Actually, it's been a pretty low-key day, which has been really nice because this is like my almost last day of vacation. I know, don't get jealous, people. I have been off of work for three weeks, which what? I, I know I've never done that in my life. It's three been amazing. weeks. If I was off for three weeks, I would be not first. I would want to go back to work. I don't. And yeah, I can tell. <laughs> and secondly, I probably would be confused when I got back to work, like what I actually did. Yeah, I've been kind of gearing up. I, you know, I woke up the, early this morning and I wrote a presentation out that I have first thing on Monday morning. Oh, uh, you should be protective a little bit. Yeah, I was starting. I'm starting my new semester at school this this week also, so I needed to get some of my homework done. So. I've been trying to like ease back in, but I will tell you, it has been glorious. I mean, it's been a really busy three weeks, Christmas, well, moving, then Christmas, then New Year's, adjusting, kiddos here and off of school, but it has been nice to be able to kind of have flexibility. Right. I I do feel that a little bit. Like I said, uh, what happens when you're not at work or don't have a regular schedule, but you had stuff to do. But if you did not, you kind of get into that uh, mojo of the days keep going by. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, crap, I, I go back to work all of a sudden. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so what I but Christine did that all day. But what I did all day today, he was, was my superhero today. I tell you. Well, I'll tell you what I did today was I was upstairs here in the studio and I was trying to put up some new gear together and our our voices sound a little different, a little new and a little sharp. It's because we are running on all new gear. It's like a brand new car up in this place. I know it's like all upgraded and fancy, all the bells and whistles. We got upgraded mics and a full soundboard for the first time. Oh, I know. If you guys only only knew the uh, Mickey Mouse equipment we were using uh, prior to this episode. So 21, this is our year. 2020, we are taking the K2 show, the uh, Chris and Christine show, into the stratosphere. Yeah, next level. That's what's happening, people, worldwide. World famous. Thank you guys for listening. By the way, I got to say thank you. Thank you and you. And yes, even you. And and you. And you. Oh, by the way, that guy right there? (laughs) Yes, him too. Yes, you too. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and so we've had a very productive week. Uh, If you recall, on last week's episode, we were talking about New Year and New Hopes and Chris floated out the idea at the end of the podcast. He was like, what about a family vision board? And so he, we were talking a little bit about vision boards and how Chris and I don't set New Year's resolutions, but how I do complete vision boards. So he came up with this fantastic idea and we kind of ran with it this week and we can't wait to post up for you in just a couple of days when we are 
fully finished with our family vision board what it looks like because it's pretty fantastic. It is very fantastic. Christine uh, comes downstairs and she's got the whole vision board set up. She's got it done into what six uh, categories, six uh, sections? Yeah, so six sections on the side and then a family section in the middle. And so Chris came up with this idea of every kid and each of us coming up with things we wanted to accomplish for the year because typically a vision board is like one person sets their vision for the year. But... As we're focusing on blending, we thought that it would be a good idea to make our goals known to one another. And so we got the kids involved in it, and each of them spent time telling us what their vision was. We came up with pictures, printed them out or cut them out of magazines, and then put them to work, gluing them on the board. And they are adorable. Like, they are totally. Ador- yes. Kids kids uh, are being kids and they got their crazy ideas of what things they want or things they want to do this year. I know, but they talked through them and then we talked through like the work that it would take. So for example, um, Ezekiel, he's the well, oldest. He wasn't here yet, so he hasn't well, done his board. Well, he, he did. Before he left, I because he went to the vision board oh, party right. with me. That's yeah. right. So I talked with him beforehand and he went to the vision board party with me and his stuff got on there first. And then we didn't get to glue the rest of it. But he said he really wants to go to a Notre Dame versus USC football game, but he wants to cheer for Notre Dame. Like, that's a big thing for him. And it's been since he was a baby. I always tease him. I say, um, have you been there? Do you go to Notre Dame? Do you know anybody who goes to Notre Dame? Um, why are you? I know you the, bait him. It's horrible. I, I do all the time because I'm like kind of per, I'm like a fair weather local fan. But if I'm more of like a, a fan of the team that's in your city, I can't comprehend um you know rooting for a team that's not your own team like that doesn't he he thinks like okay for example he wouldn't cheer for like fresno state football because he lives down in san diego and if anything it would be like san diego state college football exactly so it has to be like your home team and so i've said well what happens if you don't have one he's like well the nearest one so like if we lived in fresno then it would be either the for nfl either the 49ers or the raiders Ooh, there and you, go. you couldn't like for example like Zeke be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So anyways, Zeke... Put yeah, that's the, on the other side of the country. You right. Know? But he put that on his board. And then uh, Jacob, it was really interesting because I was talking with him. Jacob is Chris's oldest. And I was asking him what his goals were. And he started kind of throwing out some ideas. And he goes, you know, actually, I'd like to get better at saving my own money. What? And I think that I would like to save up $150 $150? Because I saved up like $40 last year, and I think I can do better. I was so proud of him. I'm so proud of him just from hearing that. That's amazing. Yeah, and then we went through all of his different things last night. We were sitting on the couch coming up with, we were on the computer picking out images and going back and forth between Mason and Jacob. And I said, okay, Jacob, do you have any more goals for yourself for the year? And he said, actually, you know, I think I'd like to play outside more. I think that I do better when I get to play outside. So I think that that Wait, would be good. Wait, who said that? Jacob. He would say he want to play outside more. Yeah. He thinks that he wants to play outside more because he's recognizing that he's been on devices too much. And He, he recognized he's been yes, on devices too much? we talked about it. And so he picked out a picture of kids playing outside and he put it on the vision board. And then Mason, to round it all out, he had some great ideas and his thing was he wants to go to Disneyland because he wants to well, get a light what kid doesn't but he saying. wants to get a lightsaber from Star Wars and so we were talking about what it would take and um, a couple of other things that he was mentioning about what he wants to accomplish uh, and it relates to 
earning money to do things on his own. So he really wants an iPhone. We say he's too young and he can't have one. What, he's seven now? He's seven and he's way too young, but he has this goal of getting an iPhone. And so he put it on his vision board. And then tonight he was searching it up and he was like looking at the price tag of $800. He goes, forget that. I'm not going to save up that much money. But one of the things that he did have on there is he wanted his own podcasting microphone because he sees his dad pursuing his passion and he wants to develop a passion for podcasting. And so it just goes to show parents, it's really important when you have an interest to share it with your kids. And then Chris, you and I, we talked about our goals for the year, right? A little bit. Uh, why don't you remind me, just in case for everybody who's listening out there <laughs> who may have forgotten. I'm not saying I forgot, but maybe for those who, you know, didn't really get a chance to hear it yet. What's just, uh, what is it? So we were talking back and forth and we didn't talk about this on air, but we had a conversation. Normally when we have coffee in the mornings, we talk about different things. And I said to Chris, you know, I'm going to the vision board party. I have this idea of putting together the family vision board. What are the things that you want to accomplish this year? And he says to me, well, you know, before the wedding, before we were planning the wedding, I really did want to pay off the Z this year. And he listed a couple of other things he wanted to do. Oh, that's I, right. That's my yeah. my main goal to pay the Z off. Yeah. And I was like, well, just because we have a wedding doesn't mean that we're going to live outside of our means. And he's like, oh, okay. And so we put that on the vision board and then I put some things on the vision board for myself. And one of them is about budgeting and saving money. Uh, And then on our, we, um, in our sixth square, we came up with a couple goals, like not not a couple, uh, couples like us us too. Yeah, us Mm -hmm. as a couple. Yeah. And so that relates to being budget savvy, growing our podcast brand and growing our audience, uh, paying for our wedding in cash. Wow. And who can say they do that, you know? I know. So we're setting some things on there that we really want to work towards this year. And then one of the things that I love that's in the center of the vision board are like eight different categories of 20 things that we are going to do to better ourselves as a family. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. That is wonderful stuff. Christine is a artist when it comes to this kind of stuff, vision boards and Wow. You know? Well, I I can't take credit for that idea. I got it from another group that I belong to on Facebook, and it was a mom that was setting up a board, a vision board to do 20 sets of 20 things in 2020 with her family. That was way too much for me. But we did things like um, 20 times we're going to pay extra down on a debt like the car, which is going to get Chris or credit cards to his goal. Or, or whatever right, we have, right. you know. Everybody has debts. We all have debts. But just Christmas just happened. So, you know. Right. And so there's that. There's twenty family homemade family dinners together. And then a new thing that we're gonna start are family meetings. And so we are going to set a goal to have twenty family meetings over the course of this year because as we are a blended family, we're trying to think of ways that we can help work through communication challenges or friction between kids and they're getting used to two different parenting styles and so we do I mean kids are smart and they are part of this family and so we need to check in with them and see how are things going do we need to improve on something what's working what's not how can we grow and get better as a family and we really feel like that's one of the ways that we are going to be intentional about beating that statistic 
of 67% of second marriages ending in divorce. That's some bad news. You know, I got to turn this ship around. You're putting us in the gutter here. I need to um, <laughs> turn this ship around. It is our 21st birthday, by the way, our 21st episode for our podcast. And speaking of which, now I bet you a lot of you kids out there are turning 21 or just turned 21. And the first thing you want to do, hey, Christine, when you turn 21, what's the first thing you want to do? Um, I wanted to have my first alcoholic drink. Well, we all did. And guess what? We've got a list of drinks that you're probably going to order when you're 21. When you first turn 21, that is. The Chris and Christine Show is now on Instagram at the K2 Show San Diego. Check out our latest pictures, videos, show teasers, and life updates on Instagram at the K2 Show San Diego. And now it's time for Hot Topics. Do, 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 do. And Chris is going to jump right in as we celebrate Woo! our 21st Woo-hoo! episode birthday with a list of lovely libations. What's a libation? It's a drink. Oh. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, if I was just turning 21, and we are turning 21, our podcast episode is, by the way, number 21. We're at the party. We just got our 21st birthday, and we are going to go out and start drinking. That right, Christine? Well, maybe. I mean, it depends on who you are. But yes, lots of people like to, you know, kick one back for the first time. Well, if you got your license, it's like um, it's like you get a credit card and you're like, got to put the first purchase on it. It's like you get your license, your 21st license. You got to put your first purchase on it. Now, if you're going to do that, here is a list of drinks that if you're going to do that, it's kind of a dead giveaway that you just <laughs> turned 21. And the fact you're probably fumbling with your license for the first or you're actually holding it up like hi like hi and my look at me i'm 21 now <laughs> you're like card me card me <laughs> look at me check this thing out it's got it right here bam here you go my license check me out i'm 21 so here is a list of drinks now i've had probably almost all of these on this list um so the first one actually let's go want to go from uh 12 to 1 or 1 to 12 we'll go to 1 to 1 to 12 1 to 12 okay here we go the very first one they have is a Long Island iced tea. Okay, I've never had what? one of those. Are you kidding me? I've never had one. A Long Island iced tea has vodka, rum, um, sin triple sec, and sweet sour mix and Coke or something like that. Okay, that's a lot of booze. Well, actually, it is. It's one of the strongest drinks you can get. And um, so if you want to get drunk fast and if you're 21 and you want to get, uh, you want to feel pretty strong, happening pretty strong quickly. Um, I would say Long Island iced tea is the way to do it. Yeah, I've never had one of those. I think that I would be like one sip in and dancing on the table. So I think it's a good thing that I've never had one. I think that's why I call Long Island iced tea, not regular tea. So uh, <laughs> the next one on the list is called the screwdriver. Now, that's not the screwdriver you'd find in your tool shed. But the actual screwdriver, it's pretty simple to make. It's vodka and OJ. So it's like a mimosa, right? No, mimosa is actually champagne and well, OJ. I know, but it's like with orange juice, it's like a... It's well, like the lighter a, version probably of it, you know? I've heard of mimosas and beer mosas. It's a mimosa. Maybe it's a mimosa, like well, a vodka mosa. Maybe. <laughs> that is possible. I don't know. But the next one is one of my personal favorites. I lived off these. That is rum and Coke. Yeah, you still like that. When we go to Vegas, that's still your drink of choice. Because I'm 21. That's why I'm like, I'm 21. <laughs> or I'm a Coke. Now, these are drinks you order when you're 21 for the first time. Like, you walk up to the bar, and you don't know all the fancy lingo or what to order. You just go off one of these on this oh, list. Oh, so these are the basic, like, oh, basic total, drinks? Oh, total, 
totally like your basic drinks that you you, you just you know think of so that's you, when a bartender's like oh hey ladies you're tw- okay it's your bir- whose birthday is it it's yours all right <laughs> give her a shot okay all right <laughs> so the next one on the list is kind of a newer one that hasn't been around that long well i wouldn't say that long but it's not it's not like a really old drink it's kind of a new drink and they say there are some medical issues that can happen with it and that is vodka and red bull Oh, well, yeah, because vodka kind of suppresses, I mean, alcohol suppresses your system and Red Bull amps you up. So, man, that would mess with your heart for sure. I've had them and everyone's, you go to Vegas, they used to be the drink of choice because everybody wanted to stay amped up to party all night long, right? And they'd be drinking because drinking puts you to sleep and then, you know, Red Bull, you know, gets you amped up. So, a lot of the people would do, they drink these because when you go to Vegas, People stay up way, way past their usual bedtime. Like they don't even sleep. Right. They for stay days. Up, right. So when they're out partying at the clubs, they order the Red Bull and vodka. And that's a big, good go-to. Now, another one is a Smirnoff Ice. That's number five. And that's just a bottle of Smirnoff Ice. Whatever. Smirnoff Ice. It's fruit. It's, it's kind of sweet. You know, it's kind of a um, tangy, sweet. Um, oh, I know them well. Oh, do you? <laughs> that's a ladies drink right there. <laughs> now, the next one is a shot. It is the Kamikaze shot. Okay. What is that? I've never heard. Well, I've heard of it, but I don't, I don't even know if I've ever seen one. Well, it actually happens to have vodka, triple sec, lime, and lime juice. And so, I, guess, I guess you shot it. But it's it. a shot? Well, yeah. That sounds like a cocktail. Um, no, I think... I thought sh- shots were just like a shot of hard Well, they have the, they have these shot glasses that are a little bit bigger than a shot glass, and they mix them all into those dealies, and they just drink it down. They're pretty light. I oh, mean, okay. you know, so... And then, of course, number seven. I would drink number seven straight up out of the <laughs> bottle. No problem. It is a Malibu rum. Anything with Malibu. I don't even have to mix Malibu. I would drink that stuff straight up because it's so light. It's really thin alcohol. I mean, you're just pretty surprised. I mean, it'll get you if you drink a bottle of it, of course. But it is um, like only like 30% or 20% for rum that's really, really light. So one thing to note is that when Chris does choose to have an adult beverage he does like rum and speaking of that like with malibu and you liking like lighter types of rums when we were in hawaii oh yeah oh my goodness (laughs) oh yeah i have to tell the story even though it's about being 21 because it is still kind of on topic we were in hawaii for a little getaway that happened to be the trip where we decided that we were going to set our wedding in hawaii a year later but (laughs) chris he comes back to the hotel room after he went to the ABC store and he brought back these two little containers of rum and he's like making himself a cocktail with these Hawaiian fruity beverages. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember those. They only sell them in Hawaii. They're like these fruit drinks. They're popular in Hawaii. They're like, uh, what's the company? Hawaiian Sun or Hawaiian something? Yeah, on? it's like Hawaiian Sun. But he came back and it was like, I don't know, coconut rum or something. The next day... <laughs> I was running an errand, like doing something, or I'd come up to take a nap. He comes up, happy as a clam, with a huge bottle (laughs) of coconut rum. And I'm like, honey, we're leaving in two days. How is that? And he's like, I don't know. Well, you know, mix it into some different things. And I'm like, I can't have a lot of alcohol. You know, I'm a featherweight when it comes to that. Well, I obviously was too, (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. So the next thing, obviously, is also Jack and Coke. That kind of goes in with rum and Coke. And it tastes very similar. I've done both. I do both. I'll mix them both. Go back both, you know. But both what is what is Jack? I, I oh, know Jack, it's Jack, Dan- Daniels, Jack Daniels. But what is it? Is it like a whiskey? Yes, Jack Daniels is a whiskey, and it's pretty strong stuff. It's actually about I think it's about um, 
it's about the same proof as like a regular rum, like a Bacardi or something like that. It's about the same alcohol level. Okay, so would that Jack Daniels have helped me when I was making my bananas foster? Is it like high enough proof? Oh no, no, like, no, 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 Aww, no, man. no. You need to get like you need to get like one fifty one, which is like basically rubbing alcohol. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll man, br- that sounds healthy. Get well, yourself some rubbing alcohol, light it on fire, and then well, because it. It, it needs it needs to catch on fire. What it is, they do actually do have cooking rum. I saw it at the uh, food place I was at when they're doing the banana fosters mm-hmm. that they're using. Anyways, so next on the list is one for your ladies. Shout out for all you ladies turning twenty one out there. Get yourself some Cosmos. I love a good Cosmo, and I think that the only difficult thing with a Cosmo is. It is basically like a pink martini and it's served in a martini glass. And those things, if you've ever tried to walk around a dance floor holding a <laughs> martini glass, it is totally not productive. Or and any glass, really. I don't think you can walk through no, any. But those uh, ones specifically because they're, they're so shaped shaped kind of like a, a triangle, like a little funnel, cone. Like a funnel thing And or they're something. so narrow. I prefer when I go to a place like a... a um, club or a bar, and they put them in a highball glass where it's not going to... Oh, a highballer, huh? Yeah, because I am a highballer. So I prefer it when it's in that kind of a glass, but I really do like the Cosmo, and it has, if I recall correctly, cranberry, vodka, triple sec, and a squeeze of lime. Ooh, look at the bartender up in this place. I know, I'm, I know. You're not 21. I'm fancy. You, I know. 21-year-old, like, I want a Cosmo, please. <laughs> Wouldn't you know what's in it? I don't know. Who cares? But the girls at Sex and City drive drink it, so I want it too. Yeah, it's even better when they put sugar on the rim. Oh, that's how they do it, right? That yeah. is the Cosmo way. Not always. Depending on where you go, they don't always put sugar on the rim, but I like it when they put a little bit of sugar because, Ooh. you know... Some sugar, oh man. There you go, baby. There you go. Okay, so the next one on the list we have is a basic one. Mike's hard hey, lemonade. Did you just call it basic? That's like my favorite. Ma- you just open the can or open the bottle and call it a day. It is no mixing right, involved. But it's like Mike's okay. hard lemonade. It's my mom good. and my sisters and I used to like drink those when we had barbecues, like family barbecues. Right. If you don't want to do a beer, you probably can do a Mike's hard lemonade. It's probably like the go-to. It's for- like a wine cooler. Well. I think it's better than a wine cooler. Wine, exactly. Wine coolers are more fruity and whiny like I, I know, guess. and they kind of give you a sugar buzz and that's not what you want. And so we and would it's pick not cool. That. It's never it's never cool to hold a wine cooler at a barbecue. You, you gotta, don't be what? that guy. Oh my gosh. That's why why are you knocking my peeps? Well, maybe if you're a girl. I'm saying for if you're a dude, don't be caught with a wine cooler. Right, man. but you could do a Mike's hard lemonade with that right. black label and if, feel yes. totally cool. Right. If you're a dude and you want to go wine cooler, go Mike's hard lemonade and you'll you'll be cool. You won't be called a sissy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So, anyways, next one we got sake bomb. I've never had one of those. You know, I never had one either. I've never even seen them. Well, maybe I have. I don't. Maybe I think I did have one. I think about it. I try to recall all my drinking days and times I've been. People have given me drinks and I've ordered stuff. Or I actually, most of the stuff people just given me. And I think I've had sake. I I don't remember what it was like, but I'm pretty sure I've had it. That's all I got on that. <laughs> you know? So I'm not. Wait, not, you have had sake. I just don't know if you've had a sake bomb. You had sake last year when we went to. Uh, Benihana. Right, Benihana is the only place it, I've had like, it. Warm sake. Right, it's the only place I've had it. And but I don't... not a sake bomb. I think that's where they like dump it into beer or something. Oh, maybe that's it's what like, it is. It's like it's on top of chopsticks. On top of chopsticks. Um, now that I remember, it's like on top of chops chopsticks or something. They and then balance it, like, it or drops. something. Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. Well, the fantastic on that one. Okay, the next one is whiskey sour. Isn't whiskey already sour? 
Um, I don't. Yeah, sure. Maybe if it's bad, but um, no. The uh, <laughs> the uh, whiskey sour has egg white in it. I had no idea. I don't even. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna, like cracking an egg open over it. Maybe you are. I don't know. I never ordered one. I never really had one. So I've had whiskey, but I never had whiskey sour. So that's a thing. If you are a 21st year old birthday and you're going to the bar for the first time. And the next one is the one for all you ladies out there who are in the islands. You're in the islands or you're uh, feeling like you're on the beach and you order yourself a fruity daiquiri. Okay. A strawberry daiquiri is still my go-to anytime I'm on vacation, basically anywhere. I go to a Mexican restaurant and I'm having tacos. What? You You don't order a margarita? No. I mean, sometimes I do, but I prefer a strawberry daiquiri. It's like creamier and it has whipped cream and a cherry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like something for dessert. You know, um, do they have other daiquiri flavors other Um, than strawberry? Yeah, there's all different kinds of them, but I like the strawberry one the best because it's just the best. That's the most basic one. Now, you are 21. you keep calling me basic. (laughs) Well, let's all listen about the basic 21 drink orders. I know. Okay, if you want to feel a little, if you like the islands and you feel like a little piratey, you go for the old Captain Morgan. (laughs) Aye, aye. Captain. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> captain Morgan. Uh, pour me some Captain Morgan. Oh my gosh. If you can tell, he's in a mood. 10 yeah. hours of setting up audio equipment and he needs some Captain Morgan right now. Give me the captain now. <laughs> I should say in the bottle. Aye, aye, captain. Aye, aye. Thank you. Captain Morgan is great when you mix it with Coke. It's, it's rum, right? It's rum, but it's also it's a spice rum and it's actually a little lighter um, on the alcohol content. Oh, okay. By the way, I've read the alcohol content. That's one thing I do when I look at the alcohol um, bottles and stuff. I would drink when I would drink a lot. I would actually look at the alcohol content because some things are higher than others. So you kind of know whether, oh, I can go a little deeper with this one or this one I got to take it easy with. Uh, I remember that Captain Morgan is a little bit lighter than regular rum on the alcohol content, but not by much. Maybe like, gosh, a rule, I can't think of the amount, but, but it's like, I think 70 proof where like, um, uh, was it the other one? The um, Bacardi is like 80 proof. So it's pretty close. You have much wisdom. <laughs> I know. I know. So, but it, it, trust me, enough of the, any of these will get you, you know, drunk. So if that's your goal. So, and the last one on the list is, I've had this one too. And this one made me feel a little It is the Jaeger bomb. What is Jaeger? Jaegermeister. I have no clue what that is. It is, I believe it's from Canada or is, is it, it a beer? I don't know. I mean, I'm way off on that, but uh, no, it's not a beer. It is a drink. It's like it's like a like, like a whiskey or something, okay. or, or um, I think it's like its own thing. I, I have to look at. I have to look at See, that. See, now I don't feel dumb because I'm like, I don't know what it is. Obviously, you don't either. You just know. I've had it. It looks it's like it's got a green. Canada. It's a green bottle. It's a green bat bottle. It's got like this um, deer or something on the front with a cross in the middle of it. You've seen it. It's like I a know. Deer I thought with- it was a. I thought it was beer. No, it's actually like. They pour it out and you you drink it like a shot glass. You do shots of it, like actual shot of it. And I've had a couple of those one night when it was like super cheap. It was like a party night. And and I was like, okay, these are cool. They have like a – the flavor is kind of almost like a little bit licorice-y. If if that makes any sense. That's gross. Like black black licorice? Yes. That's disgusting. Well, you know, you put a shot, you shoot it or whatever, you know. And yeah, okay. And that's kind of what it's like. If I remember correctly, it's been so many years since I've had it. 
and um, it's strong stuff. You know, it'll get you um, flying like no time. You know, and take your shots. So that is our official list. If you're 21 of drinks, you're probably going to order. And I have a question for you, Chris. My question is: On your 21st birthday, did you pick anything off of this list to be your first drink? Um, uh, what did I drink my first drink? I think it was something fruity, something mixed. Um, I went to lunch and I got something and, um, went to lunch for my birthday and it was something, I don't remember what it was. It might've been rum and Coke. It might've been a daiquiri. It might've been, (laughs) (laughs) it might've been a margarita. I don't remember. I think it was something, it was a basic B drink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On my 21st birthday. So a little bit of background on me, I had not had, I wasn't one of the partiers when I was in high school or college. I did not have a sip of alcohol until I turned 21, and I was actually sick on my 21st birthday. From drinking too much? No, I was sick with a cold, a really bad head cold, and I was on cold medicine, and I couldn't mix it. So I did not have a drink on my 21st birthday. But four days later, when I was better, I went out to a nice dinner with a gentleman that I was dating at the time. lucky guy. And I ordered my very first drink ever and it was a pink Cadillac margarita from this steakhouse and it had I remember it had triple sec it had cranberry juice it had Cointreau Um, it it was like a top shelf margarita and I could only drink a quarter of it it was blended I could only drink a quarter of it because the brain freeze no because the taste of the alcohol was so strong and I didn't like it And so honestly, after that, I don't think that I had, I don't think I touched another bit of alcohol for like maybe a a good six months. It just, I've never been a drinker. It's not been something that I've been drawn to. And I mean, when Chris and I go out, I'll do something like I'll, I'll get a daiquiri or, you know, a Cosmo or something like that. But I don't drink very much. I don't, right? Yeah, and I I don't drink very much either. And we are going to tell you all about that when we get back. The Chris and Christine Show is available everywhere on Google Play with Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. So welcome back, everybody. That was a fun segment that we just went through a fun hot topic as we are celebrating our 21st episode birthday. And we were chatting about those drinks that you most typically get right when you turn 21. Oh, yeah. And we're having a lot of fun chatting about that. But with all fun aside, we do want to talk about a little bit of a more serious topic tonight. And that is what happens when it doesn't just end on your 21st birthday and things might spiral a little bit. So, uh, Chris, do you want to take over? Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, I'll take, take over, Christine. Thank you so much for building that up here. Now, um, I want to say is that when I first turned 21, I started drinking um, pretty heavily and pretty regularly, I think. Uh, but I also drank before I was 21, too. I actually had a fake ID. Ooh, seriously? Oh, yeah. And I would go to the liquor stores and get liquor before I was 21. In fact, even before that, I would go to Mexico and drink down there. Oh, yeah, because it wasn't the drinking age like 18? Yeah, it was 18. So we'd go to Mexico. I was going to Mexico at least once a week. That's crazy. Going to Mexico and uh, partying and drinking um, before school, Saturday night, Friday night, whatever it was, like to like 4 a.m. 
And back over in Mexico, um, I don't know if they still do, but they had a, um, it, was like, it was like Vegas, 24-hour drinking. That's crazy. And uh, that's so young. Right. Young, 24-hour drinking. Yeah. Super dangerous. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. So, but when I did turn 21, I kind of stopped going to Mexico because like, what do you need to Mexico for? I got everything here. So I go to Mexico. I mean, I'm sorry, go here. I won't go to Mexico anymore. And then I um, started drinking, and then I started drinking a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and I started getting a little crazy. Every single weekend, I was at a bar or a club. In fact, I was drinking so much that on my 21st birthday, the day before, I went out to the bars at exactly midnight, because at midnight, I turned 21. And at midnight, I went into the bar directly. That's crazy. So, like, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of, I mean, it, we've talked about this before, but I'm just trying to ask a question. Like, how, how did you get through that time of life? It must have been a blur. Well, I was going to college, and I was kind of like uh, living at home and kind of doing whatever. But I think this whole thing, I have somewhat of an addictive personality. So I think this whole new thing of now I'm 21 now of now and I built it up so much because every all my drinking prior and all my other trips and stuff that when I finally turned 21 it was like winning the uh, age lottery. Yeah. You know, so I was able to go out to the clubs, the bars, liquor stores, whatever I wanted anytime I wanted for the most part and drink and um it started getting out of hand a little bit. So I um, really had to curb it back a lot, make a serious decision on actually take it, toning it down a lot, and I and I pretty much had to do that. Yeah, yeah. did you find yourself like stopping drinking completely? Like, did you have to go cold turkey? Was it that you know, at I that did, level? I, I did. I did do that for a little while, and uh, when I say a little while, I mean like probably I don't know how many years. Just I was sober for probably, um, gosh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, four years three years yeah maybe you know and um yeah so i finally kind of weaned back into drinking a little bit and i didn't go hardcore like i did when i was 21 i think also when i was 21 it was like a new toy you know that i kind of had and i kind of just abused in a way that i think a lot of kids do when they are 21 for the first time they do get overboard and they do get kind of crazy they don't know their limits and they don't really know what they're capable of and they just kind of um, go all in, and of course everyone's feeding you drinks, and you're just getting right. you're just going all in. And next thing you know, you know you're passed out on someone's floor. I've been passed out on people's couches. I don't even know. I've woken up on the pool deck of someone's house. Oh I didn't even gosh. I didn't even know. Well, barely knew outside. Um, I've thrown up in people's you know lawns. Um, potted plants in Vegas. I'm sure the potted plants in Vegas are all, um, you know, filled with all kinds of goodies. That's like, that's super scary. I just, I am so thankful. It's going to, I'm going to get emotional. I'm so thankful that nothing happened to you to, um, to make you not be here because think of how different my life would be. Oh, well. Sorry, seriously, going to cry right now. Yeah, me too, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm thankful that you're here and I'm thankful that you, um, May had that decision point to put a stop to it. And I'm going to share just a little bit of my journey. So as I shared, I hadn't had a drop of alcohol until my 21st birthday. Ever? And like ever? When I was like 
a younger kid, my dad let me have a sip of his beer one time and I noticed that I did not like the taste of it. But I, um, I have a really negative relationship with alcohol because of a family history of alcoholism. And, um, I, my grandfather who I loved very dearly, um, passed away when my son Ezekiel was six months old from congestive heart failure. And, um, he'd been an alcoholic for a number of years and then he stopped, but the damage had already been done. Oh, and wow. I remember growing up, going over to my grandparents' house because um, they lived in town pretty close to us. And we would watch, our thing was we would watch Jeopardy together. And that's okay. part of where I really started to have a love for history and facts. And so my grandpa would have his martini sitting on the night uh, on the the table right next to him. And he and my grandma would sit there and we'd keep track of our points for Jeopardy. But my grandpa would consistently drink until he um, fell asleep in his chair. Wow. Was that every night he did that? Every single night, seven days a week. Wow. Well, And um, until he was red in the face and he was a happy, happy drunk. um, But it was, it was beyond a problem. It it was definitely, um, it it, it was an addiction, I would say. And it's something that our family knew of. And so knowing that growing up, my, my mom would always caution us as girls saying, you know, just be mindful that addictions can, you can have a genetic predisposition for addictions. Like you said, you have a more addictive personality. I think that I have that also, which is why I stray away from it. And so I think part of it biologically is... (laughs) I, I think it's like God is helping me. I'm, you know, I'm saying that and I'm not saying that as a joke, but I get severe headaches from red wine, which oh, is what I, I tend to, yeah, I which is too. what I tend to like. And so any type of alcohol, if I have more than one drink, I get a severe headache, like migraine status. And so I might have like tonight we had, I had like a half a glass of wine and then I poured the rest in Chris's glass. But uh, I really try to avoid it. And then I will have a drink maybe every month or two, but I really try to stay away from it because I think part of it for me is fear and part of it is knowing. I think it's like this balance of a fear of what could happen if I liked it too much. And then the other one is knowing from seeing my grandfather pass away what happens if it gets out of control. Right. That is so true. That is so very true. And um, for me personally, I um, I get very strong headaches like Christine does. Mm-hmm. Even when I don't drink, there's been plenty of mornings I've woken up not drinking anything. And I have the worst head- headache so bad. It's shaking me so bad. I can't even go to work. I can't do nothing. And it's happened so many times. Now you take that stack a drink on top of that. And yeah, it, just a drink. And then we're not talking like hard liquor. It's like a Corona. Right. I've got, I've gotten headaches off uh, from doing that. So right as of right now, I drink, but in moderation. I probably have maybe two or three drinks an entire month. Yeah, if even that. Some months we don't even drink at all. Right. So we're pretty sober. And with my job and everything now too, and, and, and the way my schedule is set up, it's kind of... I don't have a lot of time to drink, to tell you the truth. The last time I drank a lot was when I was going through my divorce. I started drinking a lot heavily every single night. I would drink a lot. And um, 
That was probably pretty much it. And now, that was like a really low point for you, though, right? Well, it's a low point for anybody, right. really, you know, if you think about it. And then that's kind of the thing, too, is that the first time I started getting crazy drinking was kind of excited. I was an excited new thing for me, a new toy for me to play with. The last time I started drinking a lot was more of a depression standpoint. And, right. I, and I think it's kind of what happened with that. I started drinking a lot, go to bed, try to drink a lot to kind of like uh, sleep because I wasn't really sleeping well. Right. And they say alcohol is not a good thing to help you sleep with. Right. Um, but I was using that anyways. And and so we bring all of this up while we've been excited and it is our 21st episode. We did want to really make sure that while we shared a little bit about some fun things that you can do when you're 21, that we also did want to highlight the dangers of when things get out of control. And sometimes when they're when you realize they're out of control, it's already too, gone too far. And oh, yeah, so definitely. One of the things that we did want to bring up is um, a tool that's helped many people, um, including people in my own life and um, possibly in Chris's life also, and that's the 12 steps from Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm not going to read through all of them, but what I do want to say is that if you or someone that you know and love is struggling with an addiction of any kind, but specifically alcoholism, that um, sometimes there's an anxiety of going to get help because you're worried about judgment. And that's one of the things that I really do love about Alcoholics Anonymous is, first of all, it's anonymous. Right. You don't even say your last name. And the other thing is that the entire framework of Alcoholics Anonymous is focused on honesty, faith, surrendering to a higher power, acceptance, forgiveness, serving others, and encouragement. And it really does connect people to spirituality. Now, it doesn't say God specifically. It refers to higher power. It could be anything for you, anything you want. Right, whatever you want. But the focus is on getting outside of yourself because sometimes when people develop an addiction, they start to get into this shame cycle and it starts to feed into this like being very self-focused and looking only at yourself Um and doing things to make you feel good. And what the process of working through the 12 steps does is help you get outside of yourself and see the impact of your behavior on those that you love and that you care about, and to start working through the process of forgiving yourself, and then seeking out and making amends and getting forgiveness if it can be given from others to help you be able to move on it helps to restore you. And that's what I really like about uh, organizations like AA or NA or SA or whatever a anonymous, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is great. Thank you so much for tell- for telling everybody about that and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, and so just one last little thing is, um, again, if you or somebody that you know is struggling with alcoholism, we would strongly encourage you to go online and go to aa.org where you can find resources and connections for local chapters of Alcoholics Anonymous that'll be able to help steer you in the right direction on your first step to recovery because it just takes that first step and then taking it day by day, one step at a time. It's always the hardest one. Yeah, it is. And (sighs) so we applaud you. If you are struggling and maybe you're listening to this and you didn't know what to do. This is us saying you can do it, friend. And we, the K2 crew, are behind you cheering you on. You can do this. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening. Wow, I'm getting kind of a little teared up here. I know. (laughs) This was, we really appreciate you all sticking with us. And week after week, 
pouring your time and energy into investing your time and energy into the K2 show, the Chris and Christine show, because without you, none of this would be possible. And so we will be back with you next week. Remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret. So love the people who treat you right. Forget about the ones who don't and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward. <laughs>